guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is uh pedo <laughs> i thought you were dr x what happened <laughs> did you want me to keep going with that i don't know I, I i felt like it kind of pissed you off last time no <laughs> <laughs> like i kept like i have i have a tendency when i come up with like a joke or something like that like i just fuck it into the dirt and just I, re-listening to uh last week's episode which is one of my favorite that we've done so far by the way um it's just I was like talking about when Dr. X was in medical school and in my professional. I think I just took it like just a little bit too far, which I'm prone to do. I, so. mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't have a problem with it. So it was. <laughs> well, and given I didn't want there to be confusion, given not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but next week's guest. Oh, yeah. Which well, that's the di- <laughs> yeah. So I was like, like, hello. Like you like to talk about synchronicities and shit. Jesus. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I figured I would just drop the doctor. I don't know. I don't know. I need to figure something out. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard when you introduced yourself as Pat. I would, you know, I don't. <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> fair, <laughs> that's fair. So I had an, a very interesting occurrence happen this week. Um, while I've been doing research for the episode, um, which you know, Pat, you already know about, but nobody else does. So I'll tell everybody. So I was um, giving a suggestion to somebody on like further reading into the things that I study and things like that. And of course, I suggested John Keel and um, someone that you've mentioned on the show a couple of times already, too. Yeah, it's it's you know, that's basically OK. So, I mean, just just to clarify, that's basically what I'm doing is I am continuing John Keel's work. John Keel's he's, he's gone now and somebody has to do it. So I'm basically picking up where he left off. And continuing on with his research. So I, I, I reference him a lot. And, um, you know, so, you know, I've read all these books by him, which there's so goddamn many. You know, some of them are fucking expensive. It's crazy. Um, you know, I, I fucking read about this guy all the time. You know, I know everything about the man, pretty much. And um, I went to go pull up a specific book by him and um i went over to my google search and, and i typed in john keel and uh i typed in uh k-e-e-l-e keel because that's how it's spelled um and google corrected me and pulled up k-e-e-l <laughs> and this has just blown my fucking mind it's absolutely blown my mind i personally you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of our listeners listeners have heard of the Mandela effect. And basically that's, you know, people have certain memories of different things from their childhood or from the past or whatever, and then come to find out that they remembered it incorrectly. You know, I think the, you know, well, I mean, it's named after Nelson Mandela because, you know, a lot of people thought he died in prison and then come to find out he did not die in prison. Um, another really big one is the Berenstain Bears. A lot of people remember Berenstain, not Berenstain. Um, and I think that I think that just happened because let me tell you, I've been doing this for a little over a year now, you know, and, and I've been I've been doing it seriously since probably about February um, is when I've been doing this full time. And uh, it's always had an E at the end of it. <laughs> this isn't like, I, you know, I read about John Keel when I was a teenager at some point and I just misremembered it like this is a name that i read over and over and over again and i just i to me there's no way to explain how all of a sudden it's not that and i know and like like i know it is like i i just i i don't know how to explain it <laughs> it's crazy 
I think it's crazy. So, you know, I can't, there's nothing I can back this up with because, um, you know, usually like in the Berenstain Bears case, you have a bunch of people that remember it as, as, you know, Berenstain and, you know, it's not like John Keel is, is a household name or anything like that. It's a very niche thing. And so, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how to compare that. So, I mean, if you guys, you know, if you're familiar with Keel at all and, and you know, his, his work, I mean, please, because there's a term for, you know, for people that study his work and, and we're called Keelians. And, um, you know, I know it had an E at the end because I always thought that spelling out Keelian was weird because it had that extra E in it. I don't know. It's just a weird, it's, it's a very strange thing. <laughs> you want my two cents? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know, man, I could have swore that I left my keys on the kitchen table yesterday and they were on the fucking couch. Like, you know, I've, people are wrong about shit all the time and um, so there's two ways that i feel about this and there's that there's that like yeah i could have swore that i had more money in my bank account than i actually do or i could have swore that uh you know i told this person to be you know somewhere at a certain time but i'm wrong and it didn't happen right so that's one way of looking at the other hand um no fuck you it's bernstein bears and <laughs> i'm looking at this right now and it says bernstein bears and it is abomination to my eyes because i remember having the spooky old tree as a kid growing up and i remember how that i, I looked at this book this book was like a huge part of my childhood right it was like it was them and it was a spooky old tree and the spooky old tree fascinated me obviously i'm a horror fan and all that shit and uh it was Bernstein Bears. Bernstein so Bears. Sure. What the fuck is this? I don't know where this shit came from. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, this from the whole Mandela effect thing totally reminds me of, um, I don't want to get too off on a tangent here, even though that's kind of like what we do. But have you ever seen the documentary Room 237 about uh, The Shining? No, I mean, no, there is okay. one. Though. I mean, I, I'm aware of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah okay no i wasn't asking for com- i am not i know i'm not crazy I, like yes this documentary exists <laughs> yeah, just um, <laughs> um but anyway this documentary is all about uh people's the different theories that surround uh stanley kubrick's adaptation of stephen king of the shining right oh, okay. and um there's a lot of people that think that there's all kinds of like crazy symbolism and you know furniture there's there's a lot of continuity people are so convinced that like stanley kubrick is this master filmmaker which i don't necessarily drink the kool-aid on i like i like two i like clockwork orange and eyes wide shut and that's just about it but uh you know a lot of people think that he's such a, a masterful filmmaker that all these continuity errors in the movie can't couldn't possibly actually be continuity errors they have to be secret messages that he's sending to the audience about uh the moon landing being faked about native american genocide about all kinds of crazy shit and i mean this is a fairly recent documentary it probably came out within the last five years and you watch this thing and it's really interesting though and i i really recommend that you watch it um not just not because of the fact that it has to do with like a horror movie or filmmaking but because it really has to do with conspiracy theories and how driven some people are to find like hidden meaning in the absolute mundane right and the lengths that people will go to it's not about the movie 
the documentary isn't about the theories as much as it's about people's need to have conspiracy theories. And when I hear the Mandela effect, there there's a part of me that connects those two that says that it's people that just misremember shit. But at the same time, I can't explain it because I'm looking at the copy of the spooky old tree and this is not the same book cover that I grew up with. It's you wild, know? And yeah. even even the the other one that I kind of give a little like that I really sit there and rack my brain about is the Shaquille O'Neal um or the Sinbad Shazam thing. Where like was Sinbad in a movie called Shazam? And everyone thinks that he was, but it wasn't it was Shaquille O'Neal and Kazam. Kazam, right. Yeah. But was Sinbad in one as well? And I'm thinking like, no, that just sounds like it would be right because he was a comedian. His name was Sinbad. <laughs> Did a bunch of family friendly bullshit. Sure. Yeah, but. that would make sense. That's well, and right, and so that's yeah, everyone that I've looked up, every single, you know, uh, Mandela effect that I've I've come across, which for a long time I was really into it. Um, but every single one, you know, some of it I was like, hmm, you know, that's kind of weird, but I, I could see that you know i could see how it was wrong and it's really this mine was looney tunes because i was a big looney tunes fan as a kid and um yeah. you know the way it's spelled is not what you think the tunes is is, is spelled t-u-n-e-s not t-o-o-n-s and that one kind of had me questioning things and i was like hmm and uh you know but other than that i mean even still i'm like well you know who knows i was a kid i was a stupid kid I, you know whatever and right. so you know i could have been wrong um but this is the first time where it's like you know i do have a shit memory i've done a lot of drugs we've talked about this before <laughs> <laughs> i do have a really bad memory um and right. but at the same time like this is something that i have been doing fucking almost every day for almost a year now and so it's like i look at that name at least once a day and you know how could i have gotten it so wrong i mean i can see it in my mind on the books that i own on the insides of the books i, I just see it everywhere spelled the way that i'm familiar with it being spelled and so it's like you know it's so recent you know that's the thing is that usually these are old memories and so it's like oh yeah they could they could get them wrong but because it is so recent i just don't i just don't see how it could be you know when you know you know that's that's what it comes <laughs> down <I> to <laughs> yeah i mean there's certain things that I feel like at the end of the day, um, when you know something so intrinsically, it's it's it, it can be some sometimes hard to explain to somebody why why you're that certain yeah. because it's well, like you just know. Yeah, you know, and I and I I was really thinking about this when I went back to, um, you know, kind of what brought me on the show was talking about my abduction experiences. Well, not. not you know that whole that whole topic and how there was a couple aspects of it that you know could be very easily explained if you just said well you know look dude you, you fell asleep on the couch right that was <laughs> like, it. you're like whatever and it's like well no this is different and and i think that sometimes we just have that like you know you're willing to die on that hill and you're willing to say like no i know that i know that something fishy's afoot here you know what i mean and uh i mean yeah. if you know you know and, and this that's is one of those hills. well and that's what i you know that's what i try to explain to people about making this documentary is that most of it is that most of the knowledge that i have is just because i just know it how do you translate that to an audience <laughs> well I, I think you just gotta you you gotta play that card sparingly because otherwise yeah. you're just somebody that goes off you know i think that if you can if you can prove 
nine out of 10 things. And then that, that extra, you know, your 10 for 10 is like, because I fucking say so. Like, and also, like it, well, and that's another issue with it is like, so again, you know, I, I make it, I'm making this documentary, which is eventually going to be a series of documentaries and, and here, you know, something strange happens. And my first thought isn't to pull out the camera and start filming my reaction to it or whatever. And I'm like, I need to get better at this. I'm a shitty director. <laughs> Uh, I'm so bad about it whatever i guess i'll, I'll use this clip <laughs> explaining it all but no it was just and and you know i'll even give it that you know maybe it just seems so mind-blowing at the time because of the topics i i happen to be talking about with the person which we'll get into in a moment um you know we're already so you know filled with all this high strangeness and then you know i happen to have a moment of, of high strangeness <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know right. Either way, I guess I'll I'll adhere to this universe's laws now, and it's now different. So, well, yeah, real quick, just just for just to get this to to put a nice little bow on this segment. If people are like, "Wait, what? What is the official explanation for the Mandela effect?" So people think that like, what happened? Like, why did this? Oh, yeah, sure. That's a good idea. So I, basically, people think that at some point we have, well, most of the time, not all, but a good chunk of people have slipped into some type of, you know, could be a wormhole or a black hole or time warp or something into another dimension. So they were once on a planet where, you know, on an Earth, on a version of Earth where it was Berenstain or Berenstain. And they ended up slipping through time somewhere and they came here and now it's Berenstain. So that's what people that's I mean, that's basically what what the effect is, is that at some point, you know, this shift has happened. Some people think that it happened in 2012. There's a theory about <laughs> when they turned on the Hadron Collider. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, some people think that or that sir, happened, yeah. and then it, you know, fucked everything up and kind of sent some of us. But then it's like, well, so what happened to the people that were originally here? Then, if if you're one that wasn't originally here, you know, what happened to the you in this universe? Did you just you died at some point, or did you also flip to the other? I mean, you know, what's the explanation there? I don't know, but right. that's that's you the know, common knowledge of it. We know, I don't know if we I don't know if we actually see this is this is a good example of the Mandela effect. I don't remember if we actually covered this topic or if it was something that I researched that we didn't get to. But I remember we were supposed to do something about um, artificial about reality being a simulation. Okay. And for one of our show topics, we've talked and, about that. Yeah, I think we brought it up, but I I, I did a pretty deep dive on it and. Um, one of the things that they say is that, um, you know, if you look at how much of our percent, our, our understanding of reality mm-hmm. is based on our senses and how easily our senses can be manipulated, right? then our understanding of reality is very easy, manipulate, easily manipulated. And that lends some credence to the, um, to the theory that we could, you know i mean i don't know if you've ever a good example not to keep beating a dead horse but yeah. you know someone that we had on not too long ago you know oh. like that dude lives on a different fucking world than <laughs> we do right or i don't even know if like if you know 
in the context of a relationship like sometimes when you when you you know two people can be in the same relationship and have completely different fucking perceptions oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. what is going on right. and you look at that and you're like jesus christ we're on different fucking planets here right. and no you're not you're two people that you know potentially live in the same house and share the same last name but have completely different perceptions of the way things are yeah. and i think when you look at that and that's a very mundane explanation that's that's like day-to-day stuff right yeah. but look at how you know how our you we could occupy the same space but could live in completely different worlds yeah. i think that it's not hard to imagine that there's some kind of there might be some multi-dimensional chicanery going on where maybe we are picking up different things from different um you know different layers of reality or something now, and you know, the human brain is absolutely amazing you know there there's a reason why we have not been able to create a, a good enough ai because we just can't replicate the brain we're, we're, right. we're just not there yet and so i mean you're absolutely right you can you can be you know living in the same household with somebody that that you've known for the past 15 years but you both have totally different perceptions of what has been going on in the last 15 years and <laughs> you know and, and it is it is really amazing that 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 we can do that but i mean then again you know maybe that could also be on the flip side an argument for the mandela effect maybe you have those different realities because you were in a different reality for a portion of it right you know i mean look at look at how look at 2020 and the way that like i want to see you know and one <laughs> have i want to see like three different history books written on this year alone by three different oh, people that's interesting, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what? because everybody i know talks about how shitty this year's been and whatever and I'm, i feel like i need to like jump on like the shit show bandwagon but like i haven't really had that bad of a year i mean the, it started off really bad for me fuck it was before the coronavirus when my life was shitty it's been all uphill since then it's been great <laughs> yeah i think i'm kind of this year hasn't been hasn't been terrible for me but i think that uh i just feel like the bottom hasn't dropped out yet like we'll see what happens that's fair in the next two three months i feel like we're entering the end game but this this movie ain't over yet so so we'll see that's you know know, that's that's very fair you're right i shouldn't get too excited yet (laughs) maybe i'm gonna get it all at once next month (laughs) i mean we'll we'll see if there's a peaceful transition of power we'll see if what happens with the the pandemic in the during the winter months you know um i mean we're like we're like very close to being in a state of emergency here in chicago right now like it's it so we still are our governor just declared that we that he is well no he's not that he's extending it maybe he's placing a new one maybe we weren't previously and uh he just uh gave us a curfew today that starts yeah. Thursday. and i tweeted about this but but i'll share this little little tidbit and then we'll get on to the topic but um i was at the grocery store yesterday and in the produce section there was an, a very old man on a scooter and he's got his mask, but he's got it around his chin. And he, this dude starts just fucking hacking up along. He is going to town coughing. Of course, he keeps his mask at his chin and doesn't even bother to cover his cough with anything. His elbow, his hand, anything. And he's just fucking coughing all over the place, riding around on a scooter in the fucking produce section, coughing all over everything. And it's like, <laughs> really? So the governor just put out a, a curfew, a 10 o'clock curfew, 
shit, our, our stuff's not even open at 10 o'clock anymore at this point. Like the curfew is not going to do anything. The problem is, is that we have people like old man on the scooter who are going around coughing on fucking everything. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, I, I'm just, you know, I guess, yeah, yesterday having that happen, I was just so fucking done. I was like, I gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> fucking noped right out of the grocery store. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going to go sanitize completely. And, uh, and I did. And, you know, so hopefully I don't get the, the COVID. If I do, it was, um, old man at the, at the Kroger. So, <laughs> Yeah, I had a um I had a incident this week with a uh non-mask wearing fellow who I was unfortunately um required to be in close proximity with on two occasions. And uh it wasn't that I what it I didn't worry about myself personally, but what I think really upset me was uh just the I guess the arrogance of some people. You know what I mean? Like the the first time I was around this person, they didn't they didn't they showed up to this. Uh, I'm speaking very vague, but uh, showed up to this this uh, situation, and the person was not wearing a mask. Everyone else was wearing a mask, and you know, so I don't know why you would go anywhere nowadays and and not wear a mask. Right. But this this person did this for whatever fucking reason. Okay, fine. So then uh, a couple of days later, they show up again, and they got the mask, but they're wearing it on their chin and it was just one of those things where it's like look dude i don't give a shit because i have my mask on and i put myself in way more danger just going to work every day than i am being around your stupid fucking ass right now but it was clear to me and this is something we kind of talked about before the show that he was he was literally bending over backwards to try to make some kind of statement right that he was not going to be bullied into wearing a mask because he thought that it infringed upon his rights or made him weaker as an individual and that to me was the most outward manifestation of of mankind's self-destructive nature like you ever see some people that can't help but just fuck up and and you know what i mean like they constantly get fucking fired from jobs and they fucking tank relationships and they're always going left when they should be going right and they just can't help my ex-husband here i didn't know that was the nice topic (laughs) but they just can't help but fuck up it's like it's in their fucking nature you can always count on them to do the exact wrong fucking thing right well here's the deal those are the people that are walking around now without any fucking masks on yelling at people in walmart like that that is those people that is those people 100 percent they're the people that like have no concept of self-preservation they have no amount of fucking social decor decorum or whatever that fucking word is like they don't know how to behave they don't know how to act they don't know how to just you know there's something to be said about sometimes just going along with the program and like not being a fucking you know thorn in everybody's side and just let's all just okay let's move the ball forward here let's do right. what we need let's, to do let's you know let's be adults I, let's you know, wear, just, here's, here's my declaration okay if i if i see you without a mask on um i'm going to assume that you have the smallest pp in the world <laughs> and if i see you without a mask on in, in, a, in a crowded public public space without any type of reasonable explanation and not have a mask you will never see my boobies so <laughs> but you know what we we need to record this and we need to put this on fucking the Everyone. internet immediately yes and that will we'll fix this shit overnight you've got you've got the smallest 
PP, I don't care if you're if if you're a guy or if you're a lady. Um, you know, if you're a lady, I'm gonna assume that you're a dead fish, and you also can't see my boobies. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my declaration. Damn it, wear your mask. It's it's worth it. Trust me. It's you know, it's people don't want to die of the Rona. Yeah, respect that. <laughs> and there. Yeah, you and it's and I don't think it's that much. I don't think it's that much that's being asked, and the fact that no, it's people act like it is that just shows their perception of uh, is of of things in general are just way fucking off like if this is how you're going to combat right like 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 pedophilia or something i don't know what you think you're you're fighting (laughs) by like walking around with a with a mask on your chin when when they're like hey look you can't come in here without a mask on then you're like oh yeah really okay i'm gonna wear my fucking chin and then you're just like dude like you're a fucking dork fucking fucking walk out of the store yelling save our children while they fucking kill all their grandmas and grandpas (laughs) yeah you know okay well we'll get into that we will um um you guys voted actually um you guys wanted to hear us do a q and on episode and that will be coming in the near future um not next week's future but in the near future <laughs> and um you know i'm a little nervous about it um but you know i i'm definitely i mean if you guys want to hear it you know i'll, I'll pull up, we'll pull up the information and and we'll give it to you and and this is uh unfortunately the pandemic is part of it so we'll uh definitely have more hot takes on that so anyway so let's get into today's fun uh fun topic here i'm pretty excited about it actually i've 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 worked really hard on it so (laughs) awesome pat what do you know about right pat air force base uh uh i know that it is where um they think that they brought the uh recovered bodies from roswell number one uh i know that it is in your general vicinity have we ever talked about guided by voices are you a guided by voices fan i don't know what that is (laughs) oh my god (laughs) what is it (laughs) oh my god oh my god everybody everybody be cool all right okay everyone just everyone just be cool all right um (laughs) (laughs) i'm so confused right now no, I don't know what that is. They're a band. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But um, they're they're a band from Dayton, Ohio that uh has a lot of um, I mean, not necessarily in their lyrics, but and and just kind of like their their like graphic design, like album covers and album titles and stuff. They have an album called Hardcore UFOs, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, they just being from Dayton, they 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 use the UFO stuff in their in their kind of like iconography a lot, right. and like um, because of the right because the Air Force Base there and stuff. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it's always been on my radar, you know. I mean, you're constantly telling me new things about it that I I have never heard of. So as much <laughs> as I thought I knew, it pales in comparison to the the gold mine that you got between your ears on this place sure (laughs) well that makes sense well you know i'm always curious about uh what other people you know from from other states think about it or know about it because you know i'm here and it's you know 10 minutes up the road and you know i I used to when i first got my license i used to park there's like a an abandoned parking lot right across the street from like the main gate to where the museum is and um i used to park out there 
and sit and and watch for activity and ufos all night <laughs> and get high and uh, <laughs> so you know i so of course you know i'm gonna know more than than what somebody in florida is gonna know about it i would assume um because we've got our own little thing but yeah so you know we'll start there um I guess we'll just start at the beginning. So Wright Patton Air Force Base used to be known as, um, well, it started off as uh, Huffman Field. And it was where the Wright brothers were testing their planes and eventually, you know, succeeded and, and took flight. And um, I believe they're buried here in one of our big, we got a big cemetery and I think it's, I think they're there. I'm pretty sure. And um, then you know so it, it was kind of the the i mean literally the home of aviation um so the military ends up buying it it becomes a historical landmark um they had rebranded it as Wright field and then you know eventually it's become what it's known as now Wright patterson air force base um it's huge i did not look up how huge i probably should have done that but <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean it's about the size of a small town it really is um it starts off in it starts off in one town and then like the other side of it is in a totally different town so it's <laughs> so it's it's massive but you know families live there the civilians and stuff people can live there and and there's all kinds of stuff going on so um in 1947 uh, you know, the Roswell crash happened and, um, you know, that happened out in New Mexico. And uh, what people were saying was that, you know, witnesses that saw the, the crash debris claimed that they saw, you know, these weird metals and things. And they also saw three bodies that were, you know, everything was hauled off and taken somewhere else. The government said, the government officials said that, everything was taken to um texas but um a couple of people have come out to say otherwise um oliver henderson who was a pilot for the air force at the times you know said that he personally flew the debris to from roswell to dayton ohio and that's where it's been kept and he's and he mentioned debris and bodies so he said both um, and then just, I, I can't even get into everybody who claims that, you know, they worked there and they saw this happen with their own eyes. Um, but it's pretty well known that that's where they went. So they say that they took these bodies and took these debris and put them into an unmarked hangar, which they, everybody refers to as hangar 18 because there was right. no hangar 18 supposedly. And that's where it's remained forever. So that's basically the Roswell story in a nutshell, which we'll get we'll go further into detail about it in, in a moment um a couple of other things to mention are um that it's supposedly very haunted um as well as one of the houses there on the base is also very haunted there's actually an episode of uh ghost hunters about it about how you know crazy haunted this place is um i you know here's the thing <laughs> i live here and i've never been to the air force base um you can you can go to the museum for free <laughs> i've never been to it uh i don't i'm not sure why so um I, you know i don't know i can't tell you if i have any uh ghostly encounters there or felt anything or anything because i've never been there um you know maybe i will but you know covid and all i don't really go to too many places um so you know that's that's one legend another one is that um which is kind of more of a fun one is that they house old original reels of really famous movies there 
So I would think, you know, super classics like uh, like Gone with the Wind and stuff like that's probably the original reels are probably there. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what, but that's what they say. Now, they do have a theater that they play movies at at the museum. So that would make sense um, if they did have original film film reels. Um, one thing that they had on display for a very long time were the space pancakes. I'm so excited to talk about the space <laughs> So, <Right. laughs> long, long time ago. For the longest time, I've had notes. I've had notes for, like, upcoming show topics. <laughs> and space pancakes has always been on there. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> right. So, I'm glad that we can finally scratch this off the list now. So, without further ado, please discuss the space pancakes. So, okay. So... <laughs> Let me pull it up. Hold on. So space pancakes um is a really interesting thing. It's not it's not um weed pancakes like everybody thinks it is. So this guy was sitting right. home one day. <laughs> everybody thinks it is. I can't remember the guy's fucking name, I'll be honest. I, I got too involved with other stuff that I didn't really get to research it, but I know the story pretty much by heart. So this dude's at home one day, um, and he's you know it's it's morning and he says that he's on his farm and these aliens come down and they ask him for some water so he gives them water <clears throat> and in return they took him on his spaceship uh which i don't think they flew anywhere they just took him on board um and they were making something on like a big you know spacey griddle and um which he said looked like pancakes and they they made him some and they gave them to him and he went back into his house and he sat down to eat one, but he didn't like how it tasted. So he didn't continue to eat it. Um, the space pancakes were turned over. They're at right, Pat. And and, and uh, they've tested them and they seem like pretty much regular pancake ingredients, except for there's no salt. And that's that might be why they didn't taste very good. We, we don't really know why they didn't taste very good, but <laughs> apparently aliens are bad um, pancake chefs. So that's the space pancakes. Now the space pancakes were actually on display at the museum. You could see them for a very long time. They've since taken them out because they, they kind of take things out and they have like exhibits and things like that. So they've taken them out, but they're there. Um, so that is the big thing. And the big, you know, there's a reason why they had the space pancakes at Wright Pat. Wright Pat is the home of Project Blue Book. It's where they've conducted all of this you know, all of these UFO studies and these encounters and things like that. Um, and that's not a conspiracy. Like that's not, you know, hearsay. That's not word of mouth. That's where it took place. And, um, you know, so it's, it, it is very interesting to have these claims as well, because these claims, these, you know, Roswell claims and all that, those are happening before project blue book was declassified. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it is, it, it would make sense. Um, getting back to you know kind of the um what the history of it let me pull up my notes here gosh there's so much um which i can't even i, I can't even cover everything um so what a lot of people theorize is that um uh right pat is actually really more area 51 than area 51 is and that they just kind of use area 51 and let people think that that's where all the crazy shit is at to take the heat off of right pat okay and um you know it's possible that's a possibility i could see that um 
you know, here locally, we have a lot of, of stories and, and, and things like that. Um, and which I actually, I have a couple that I will be sharing soon. Um, but I'm excited about it because I, I don't know. I think, I feel like I got a lot, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we know things that other people don't know. Um, Pat, one of the first conversations I ever had with you was about the fact that they shut down one day. They went on lockdown because there was supposedly a shooter at the Air Force base. Right. And, you know, everybody was freaking out. It was all over the news and everybody's like, what's going on? What's happening? And then they just kind of came on the news later and they were like, oh, never mind. It was nothing. Wasn't there a shooting there last year, though? There was a shooting here. Was it last year? I think it was 2018. Maybe it was last year. Fuck, uh, man. 2020 has been... It's been yeah, nine people were killed or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the Oregon shooter. So, yeah, initially, I so we had this um we had this mass shooting down in the Oregon district, and it's like a it's like a party strip. It's just a bunch of bars, and everybody goes down there to party. And uh, and this this guy comes down there and, and shoots and kills a bunch of people. Uh, not too many people. Like you said, I think it was nine. I think you're right. Um you know but he killed he killed a couple people and uh the police took him out they acted really fast actually and it was all over within like two minutes and um you know that was that so a couple days before that happened there were (laughs) ads posted about um crisis actors like it it was like it was a casting call for people to pretend to be in, in some type of you know crisis or whatever and you know but it was it was exactly that i mean it even said for crisis actors (laughs) and it could have been anything it could have been nothing you know but you could get right onto craigslist and you could see that it was posted a couple of days before the shooting took place um i was thinking about the lockdown one night at right pat recently and um i went back to check the dates and it appeared that the dates were like within days of each other that there was this right pat lockdown then there was this shooting that actually happened for real and um come to find out i was mistaken the right pat lockdown happened in 2017 um you know initially i thought that they were connected but i i don't i don't think they are so i'm not sure but i still thought it was really i still think that the right pat lockdown was so strange because again it was big news you know when your air force base is under attack and your local town that's a big problem (laughs) so yeah so we um you know so that was that was interesting but you know again nobody really heard about that nobody really hell a lot of people don't even remember it when i try to talk to them about it they're like i don't i don't remember that happening and it's like how do you not remember that it was all over the the news it was everywhere it was a big deal they didn't remember it so anyway going back to uh right pat as a whole another big rumor so where right pat is the air force base is it is it there's a co- there's a big college that's kind of around its general area it's called Wright state university okay. and um they have at Wright state they have these underground tunnels that they can use to you know get from one building to another usually they use them in the winter or you know when it's really hot whatever uh for weather and so that kind of sparked off a rumor because the buildings that wright state is is housed in used to be part of the air force base (laughs) and so i i was hoping you were going to bring this up can i can i talk about this for a second yeah so that actually is uh, the same. We have this a similar situation here in Chicago with Midway Airport. Okay. Uh, Midway Airport was, um, uh, you know, it's been active since World War II. And 
not too far from there is what is now known as the Ford City Mall. And uh, I was an employee of the Ford City Mall doing similar to what I do now, but I did it when I was younger at the mall. Okay. And there was miles and miles of tunnels underneath that mall because when that mall was built, it was an old Ford auto plant that was converted into an airplane factory in World War II. And what they would do is they would transport the completed airplanes, they would taxi them underground through the tunnels, and then they would come up at Midway Airport and then fly off and go do whatever, right? And the rumors I heard about, and this is this is verifiable. This is not fucking you know urban legend or anything sure. like that. Uh, these tunnels exist. I've been in them. We used to ride bikes up. Well, I I don't know how to ride a bike, but you could ride bikes up and down them, and and different uh, engineers would do that to take uh, readings and stuff like that. You don't know how to ride a bike. And uh, oh my god, no, I do not. I don't know how to ride a bike either. No. Oh my god! Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> neither does my wife. That was one of the first things we bonded over when we were writing each other's emails on Match.com, was uh, the fact that neither one of us knew how to ride a bike. So, um, and now my son doesn't know how to ride a bike. So the cycle continues. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So there was these tunnels that existed underneath the Ford City Mall that were used to transport airplanes. There's two things that I heard that I know to be true. The two rumors that I heard were this: number one. There are still massive underground chambers with uh, stuff that's not being used, equipment, uh, possible fuselages, all kinds of shit still underneath there that uh, the guys would not let me see because my time there was brief and only the only the engineers that worked there and that were going to be there for a while got to see that stuff. But there was stuff from World War II that was underneath there that was under lock and key. That was number one. Number two was that the tunnels went even further in the other direction into an area that I lived in, part of the, part of the city that I lived in, because um, not only did they want to be able to move the pieces of equipment from the factory to the airport, but in case things were ever being attacked they wanted to be able to move personnel underground to where they lived and where they lived was about five miles away because they wanted to try to insulate the two i've heard stuff so that like if that. there yeah yeah if there ever was a bombing run okay maybe you you might get the factory and you might get some of the people there but the the work the rest of the workers that weren't on the shift were would be at home and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't you know lose everything at once basically right now i never saw any evidence of that but um that's what i heard as well so wh when i saw this story online about the the college and being uh, uh tunnels going to the airport that's 100 percent true what i i have zeroed out my mind about that yeah well you know? i mean there's i mean there's video and pictures and you know of people walking around in the tunnels so there's discrepancy though as to whether or not it they were there because of the base or so what they're saying is that what the claim is is that the tunnels were there for electrical reasons that you know there was for maintenance work on the buildings and stuff like that well so it's like okay that's that's all good and well but 
you know, are you are you saying that these buildings didn't have electricity when you first put them in? Right. Them? No, the, you don't need to run utilities underground. That's bullshit. Right. It's it's weird. I mean, think about your house. Think about your house. Think about everything else. Think about like. Right. I don't have a. I live in an apartment. I don't have a basement. So, but <laughs> I have a like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you could use telephone p- poles like every fucking you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. And so you know. So it's like. So there's so there's rumors that there is basically basically a whole other base underground, and sure. they haven't admitted to that. You know, they in fact they've denied that that's the case. And what they say is that the underground bases is actually where everything is. Um, but more more than that. So we'll go back to Roswell. So them having these underground bases, this is why they sent them to Wright Pat is because they had access to underground. And what they were doing with these alien bodies was putting them into, you know, chirogenic labs so that they could, you know, study them further. Sure. And so, <laughs> you know, it, it right. So it made sense. You know, if you put things underground, it's already, it's already cooler down there. It makes sense. Um, you know, that's that's what well, they say. And, and this theory was popularized by Megadeth on their ninth studio album, The World Needs a Hero, which contains the track Return to Hangar 18. And on the cover, uh, it shows uh, life forms escaping from cryogenic tubes. <laughs> I don't see. I wasn't even aware of. I, I'm sure. You, you know, there's. I, I guess there's a whole ass movie called Hangar 18, and I wasn't even. I didn't even know it was a thing. So I knew. Yeah, I, I didn't know either. I knew. Um, let's see, who's in it? Robert Vaughn's in it. Um, I knew. I mean, obviously, I knew about Megadeth. You know, but uh, yeah, I didn't know they did a sequel to it. I always think that's funny when like bands write sequels to songs. <laughs> like it's it's so weird such a weird concept like i remember john cougar Mellencamp. you know that story like uh jack and diane he did like a he did like a follow-up like where like they get divorced and shit and it's like why do you gotta do that right. you know like just let jack and diane be jack and <laughs> but yeah Me- it, was, it was good the way it was leave it alone <laughs> yeah megadeth wrote a song uh called hangar 18 which is very very popular it was oh, nominated for a grammy but then they wrote a sequel song uh in 2001 called return to hangar which actually gets into the mythology That's about cool. uh the life forms escaping and coming back to life and killing those inside the building <laughs> so uh yeah you know the underground base thing like that's one of, one of the other topics on our, our list of potential uh show ideas was uh the dulce uh new mexico base are you familiar with that at all no basically it's the same t- i mean it's like it's there's it's very common you know yeah where like you go down certain levels and on some levels you have the you know the humans experimenting on aliens and then you go down another couple levels and it's aliens experimenting on humans <laughs> and then you, you go down to like you go down to like the, the bottom bottom level and you know it's called dreamland and no one's allowed to know what happens in that final level of the base and there's portal technology and oh, all kinds of shit down there i don't know <laughs> they got yeah they got saddam stargate well, no i yeah. mean that's that's that, that's where the magnetic train platform is that uh you know connects the united states with this underground magnetic train that flies around and really? sh- shuttles uh children and uh, ad- abductees oh from facility to facility oh, no, that's i'm just not making real i'm like really? I'm just, <laughs> dude, who knows if any of this shit's real why is it less real because i just improv it right now i don't know you know <laughs> yes and you know but no no i mean there's the underground train thing like that's that's something that's been talked about before <laughs> okay but uh really yeah i mean you can google that but um 
Yeah, I believe it. You know. Well, right. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, here's the thing: is that it 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 isn't it's it's a military base. Okay, they're not supposed to tell us all of their secrets. I understand that. <laughs> and it's in the center of the United States too. It's a very key location. It is. Uh, it's a really good spot for for what right. what they're doing, and um, you know, it's you know, or whatever you know, it is. It's just a very good. Uh, it, it's a very good piece of of land to have so i mean you know that's fine if they have an underground base fine that's great that's wonderful but if they have aliens (laughs) and they have actual aliens they they kind of they need to tell us this um you know lots of 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 claims have have been made about it um you know i can tell you what we kind of know what the facts are um you know as far as we know the facts so you know one thing that that is for certain and i have made the mistake is that for a long time they had a bunch of land that they didn't they didn't do anything with but they own and um they were building on it and i was down there because actually my um where i film my show for my my horror host show my, my spook house um is I mean, right around the corner from it and um so i i have to drive and i pretty much have to drive like along the base and for a long time um like gps is it wasn't updated that you couldn't drive through certain areas <laughs> because of the building <laughs> on it and so that's interesting yes yeah, so you would frequently accidentally enter base territory and they will come out with guns pointed at you and you know tell you to leave um, there right. was like a story about a family that that came from uh, Columbus, Ohio, which is about an hour and a half away. And, you know, they came to, to go to the museum. They took a wrong turn and they ended up with, you know, guns at their head and they're handcuffed and, you know, for questioning. And I mean, it's very secretive. You cannot just roll onto the base and, you know, they they will shoot you. I don't think they've shot anybody yet. I don't think. They've yeah. Shot I mean, I don't want to be argumentative, but like, like they're not going to fuck. I, I guarantee, yeah, they'll come out with guns drawn and stuff, but like, they know the difference between these people are lost and like these guys are fucking Russian spies or some shit. Well, they do, you know but if mean? you go Russian that 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 perimeter, they're going to shoot you. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know they're definitely going to at that point. You know, of course, you know. So I mean, there is, you know, there there is kind of a danger there because you're, you know, terrified. I don't know if you've ever had a gun pointed at you before, but it's scary. <laughs> what today you know not today yeah well well <laughs> you just never know in chicago i mean <laughs> <laughs> hey what did you think about that area 51 storm area 51 thing that do you remember that like it was supposed yeah, to be i kind of do so the unfortunate thing about it was like during that whole weekend um it the same weekend that they did that i was at the mile fan festival and the airbnb oh, okay. we were staying at we had no service so like we had no idea what was going on we kind of talked about it and then it was like you know, because we were, it was the first time we had really worked on the documentary and we were like, you know, we finally got into town. We got to Point Pleasant. We had service on the phones and everybody was like, oh, I think one person was arrested or maybe somebody died. I don't really remember, but that was really it. We were just kind of all like, eh, all right. I, mean, I don't think anyone died. I was watching on Snapchat using like the Snapchat, uh, Snapchat map thing. Yeah. And it was just, I think it was like just a bunch of goofballs and the guards wow. seemed to the guards seemed to realize that everyone was goofballs and nobody nobody got too close no one provoked them you know what i mean yeah and oh yeah because I, you know, sh- they, they will also shoot you <laughs> yeah but I, i'm sure they feel not even just like you're partially a threat if you start driving up to their land they will fucking shoot you if you get too close yeah not even to the actual area 51 like you don't even have to make it there for them to fucking 
load you up like they <laughs> they don't work around there so it's kind of amazing because the air force base here is right in the middle of, of a town i mean it's, it's not like it's it's not the middle of nowhere like you would think it is it's it's in the middle of a town there's pl- there's big beautiful planes outside you can see them you know it's not like it's you know just in bfe in the desert you know like like area right. so it is kind of amazing that if they are hiding all this stuff they're really hiding it in plain sight now again a lot of the area around it was kind of desolate and it was theirs but they've started to build onto it i think i've told this story before recently i was driving and i was I'd taking a new way up to the shop to go film and uh i'd never been that way before and i started getting really nervous because i started seeing a lot of shit that i <laughs> was very unfamiliar with they look like what i you know would assume is a death star i don't know what the hell it was but it looked like a death star and what <laughs> yeah what do you mean and i can't what are you talking about? find i don't know it was this big ball of something it was huge i've never seen anything like it before except for on this was in the sky no 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 no. this was like it was like on the ground i mean it was all like you know it was like grounded somehow there was like all kinds of all kinds of satellites all kinds of crazy just shit i've never seen before in that area and i cannot seem to find the the route anymore i don't know how it took me via gps but i couldn't find it again and i've been trying to find it again because i would love to take video of it and show everybody because it's fucking wild i've never seen it anything like it <laughs> but no it so, was not in the sky it was on the ground it was smaller all right, than so well yeah because a, a dust star is the size of a moon i mean they right. they, they, they clearly confuse a moon with a space station in star wars it was like a big um, ball Okay, so just walk me through this. So okay. you're you're driving through a residential area. You're trying to go from point A to point B. Yeah. MapQuest is taking you some funky route, and you're driving through uh, an, a, a residential area adjacent to the right the the right pad. Well, I, Air Force really, at that point, it wasn't a residential area. There is like some you know a little little bit of country roads between like here and there, and I take the back roads. So that's okay. The way I take it. She, Midway Airport's very like very much like that in Chicago. I I used to one of my apartments was was two blocks down from it, and like yes, it was kind of around an industrial area. Everything gets a little mix mashed over there, but right. you know you're never that far away from civilization. Well, you're, you're not really yeah, basically how the base is. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're cruising around and you're going down one of these like more rural than than developed roads. And there's just like this metal ball in the middle in the middle of the road. <laughs> so it's like a fenced in area. Okay, it's all it's got this huge ass fence that you can't you know, and it's barbed wired. You can't climb it. You can't get into it. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and it's it's like it's all on my driver's side. And there's like satellites. There's other weird big metal structures I don't know the name of. And there's a big. And all this stuff is grounded but it's like there yes and 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 there's like a big metal ball thing and i'm like what the oh okay and this huge satellite and i'm like and then other like little satellites and a bunch of stuff and you know but i'm i so i have a pretty bad driving anxiety as it is that's why i take back roads to get to where i need to go and so i'm already freaking out because i'm in an unfamiliar area i'm freaking out because my gps is trying to take me on the base and i'm you know i've been there and done that i'm not doing that especially in fucking death star territory <laughs> and <laughs> you know and so i had to end up you know kind of trying to go around the base and figuring out so you know i ended up taking a weird but it was just it was so strange because like you're on this main road and it was like a main road because there were other cars for a long time and then there wasn't um 
and and it just stops the road itself just dead ends right into the base and i'm like oh i need to go away somewhere <laughs> so so I, I you know i got i got out of there um yeah and i'm living to tell about it so <laughs> hopefully right now like yeah. growing up i i know that like you've moved around a little bit but like growing did you have friends that kind of grew up in that area right around the base like did they experience any kind of high strangeness or like is there what we had talked about one of the things you sent me and i'm not trying to you know jump around too much on you but you know there are there is some kind of like environmental contamination in that area as well right you know which you would expect if there's not even if there's anything hinky going on just like it's a military it's right it's typical i mean and if you looked at that what i the link that i had sent you there's all these different military bases so it's not just you know right yeah um, it, it was it was definitely not just them although they did have a significantly higher uh number of um it was like yeah or it was like yeah they were there was other bases that that had like you know environmental issues but uh right pat had a significant amount that and that was the first time i've ever heard about that um i had never heard that they that any of the area was contaminated at all or anything like that um you know so i I really wasn't aware that that was a thing so you know growing up um you know having friends that that had anything i you know not yes and no so i didn't get to dayton until i was about 13 and even then i didn't really i didn't really know anybody until i was like 18 in the area so um you know i just i had a weird life and eventually we'll talk about that one day too but um you know i've always heard of other people that you know have had experiences and pretty much everybody i don't think i've ever talked to a single person that doesn't have something weird to say about the base (laughs) you know if you ask anybody about it that's just the way it is right well that's that's kind of like where i brought up guided by voices uh yeah so i mean and because oh, they like i said they were like a band from uh they were a band from the area that brought into ufo brought ufos a lot into um you know their their kind of their shit their box set was called hardcore ufos um there's lots of other stuff like t-shirts yeah, and so stuff we were talking about, like, so i was getting into basically what we know you know what we what right, right. Much, you know um what, what we can almost kind of confirm um from the facts so uh you know i was talking about the arm gates so we've got that um and then um we talked about oliver henderson who says that he flew the debris from roswell to Wright pat um this guy uh who was a i believe he was a general there i don't think they ever said his rank but his name was uh marion magruder they called him black mac um but he had always told his kids um, that he saw a living alien at right field in 1947 he'd always maintained that story um specifically he was quoted saying uh it was a shame as it was a shameful thing that the military destroyed this creature by conducting tests on it so that's another like kind of debated thing about the aliens is that some people say that they arrived dead some people say that one was alive and that they tried to save it and that they couldn't some say right. that they were alive but they started experimenting on them and killed them or they were alive and they couldn't live on our planet so they ended up dying they were very sick yeah you know that's you know that's kind of up for debate um but um i always heard they didn't oh go ahead no 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 you go 
please. Well, I'm saying uh, Senator Senator of uh, Arizona was was really into uh, all of this, Senator Barry Goldwater, and um, he's actually been kind of one of the loudest voices. He was actually the uh, a presidential candidate back in 1964, and uh, he went to the base and he asked uh, one of the generals there. His name was uh, Curtis LeMay. Um, he asked if he could have access to the secret UFO room, and LeMay very sternly looked at him and said, not only can't you get into it, but don't you ever mention it to me again. And that was wow. that. And that was that. So it's like, you know, why why are there such strong reactions if it's not something? You know, it just seems seems really, you know, suspicious. <laughs> um, right. But there's, there's a lot of people that say, a lot of civilians around the area, I know a couple people that that have worked there, that do work there, you know, a lot of areas they're not allowed to take their phones into, um, but they all joke about it. They all joke on, you know, they, they will freely joke about the aliens and stuff while they're there at work. And it's kind of like a Freudian slip. Like it's their way of kind of releasing that tension because they know. But if they joke about it, then nobody will take it seriously. And so it's like, you know, maybe. Um, but I, I have some stories. I, I, I would like okay. to share some of the stories from and these are all local people. And, um, you know, I wanted to kind of get that and, and let it speak for itself, basically. Now, these are all alleged. Um, you know, I'll kind of start off with the with the less uh, the less serious ones and work my way up. But, um, you know, take them with what you will. So I had one person that said that, um, you know, quote, I worked in Fairborn doing repo. And let me tell you, some strange shit goes on at the base at night. Uh, I asked this person to clarify and, and they they would not. So I don't know what that means. Um, so back, yes. back that up real quick. So they work where doing they repo work in is like Fairborn repo. doing repo. So uh, some of the bases in Fairborn, Ohio. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So cool. right. So like I said, it's it's kind of between a bunch of towns. Like it's not just. I mean, everybody says Dayton, but it's at the. It's actually located on mul- multiple towns. Um, okay. So they, yeah, they used to work repo, and they worked at night. Um, and you know, again, and this is somebody that I know you know personally um this guy said i just built a three-story building in one of the old hangars there a month ago it was built to withstand a damn nuke i swear the reinforcement on that structure is insane we weren't allowed to take pictures or anything had to check our phones in at the job trailer every morning it felt very top secret and that was you know recently and which okay it's a military base i could see them having some you know, nuke withstanding uh, <laughs> things. Um, this is, I'll get to that soon. Uh, this is my uh, my best friend, Will. <laughs> I'm allowed to name him. <laughs> he already knows too much. If, if I'm going down, he'll probably go down too. Um, so he tells me the story. <clears throat> Will says he's at Eastwood Lake, which is right, it's right across the street from the base. Um, and he goes there a lot. So he said, I'm at Eastwood Lake right across from the base. I look out over the water and see ripples from one central location moving outward from about the middle of the lake. There's nothing but fog in the air. I realize that those ripples have to be made from something forcing the water out to being the size and consistency that they were. I figured it was part of some sort of sonic test or some sort of hovering craft making the phenomena. So he saw unexplained waves in the water at, at this lake by himself um right across the street from the base uh now he did say yeah nothing but fog in the air that's important (laughs) 
That's really important. So I had another person contact me. And this is when the John Keel thing happened for me. And um, he says that his grandfather worked on the base. Um, he didn't disclose the rank or anything. And he, he's got some very interesting stories to tell. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to tell him. So let me, let, me, let me take a drink here. Wet my whistle a little bit. Ah, getting into the juicy stuff. So <laughs> I'm excited about it. Oh my gosh. So, and again, this is another personal acquaintance. I know this person um, and I, I can vouch that they've never had a reason to, you know, be a liar. <laughs> so, but who knows? Gotcha. And he says, my grandpa would tell me stories of Bob who lived under this hangar off the base. He said Bob wasn't from Earth. He was there to give information and was willingly staying under this hangar. I always thought it was just him messing with us until we started getting older and he start and he started telling us that we can't tell anyone anything he tells us. It just made me feel like he was just messing with us more until I started getting even older and he started swearing up and down he never said any of that stuff. Yet my sister remembers the stories just as vis- as vividly as I do. I've also driven past the hangar before really early in the morning and there were armed guards at the door, which was strange because this hangar, this hangar was typically empty and nothing happened there. When I lived across the street from the base, there would occasionally be this insanely thick fog just roll out out of nowhere. It was like they were trying to visually stop anyone from observing what was happening. He said his grandpa was there uh, probably in the late 60s. So he said, you know, probably at basically the end of Project Blue Book. Um, and he also said, you know, his, his grandpa always referred to him as Bob. I'm thinking it was an acronym of some sorts. He would tell us how he wanted to help us, that he helped us with planes and stuff like that. I remember him telling us that he couldn't leave either, that he was sick or weak. He wouldn't even talk about him when anyone else was around. He said Bob was really frail I believed he described him as tall, but really skinny. He said he couldn't leave for his safety. So that's interesting. So while this is happening, while he's telling me about this Bob creature, I'm kind of making jokes and I'm like, well, you know, come on, Bob, you know, really? And, um, you know, it gives me this description and I just, I don't know, get a hankering to get on Google and I type in skinny Bob. And sure enough, if you type in skinny Bob, this video pops up and in in may of 2011 this video surfaced on the internet of of what is supposedly aliens and it's very i mean definitely look it up google it yourselves and watch it um it it looks i mean it looks too good to be true it really does (laughs) but you know what you see are basically the regular you know the gray aliens that that you see everywhere there's like shots of them dead on the ground there's like shots of them moving there's shots of like group oh i don't want to look at this before bed why the fuck did you <laughs> there's like groups of them walking around listen if you're gonna look at this don't look at don't it. do it at 10 o'clock at night on a fucking tuesday <laughs> yeah god damn it (laughs) yeah and so in this video and i've never i've never heard of this maybe i was out of the game for a long time now a lot of people on the internet you know think a a lot of people think it's a hoax because it looks so goddamn good it really does it's so clear there's like images of these things and they're blinking and it just looks so good but nobody since it came out in 2011 has ever claimed the footage they thought that maybe it was some type of promotion for some type of show but nobody's ever claimed it so if it is fake, 
that's a damn good fake and an expensive one at that it looks great <laughs> so i send this to the guy and he's freaking out because he looks at it and he's like that is exactly what was described to me by my grandfather that's exactly what it was and he's just like i you know i can't again when you know you know and that's what he says i can't tell you how i know but i know that that's what it was and i thought that that was i don't know that was something that's a big deal <laughs> what do you think of the are you still watching it it's it's kind no of, what did i you have think? i i have a thing that i do with my friends where uh we text each other screen grabs from um we'll do it randomly and we'll do it late at night but uh we text each other screen grabs from fire in the sky so like you catch people like right before they go to bed and you send them that picture of like the dude with the saran wrap on him <laughs> you know what i'm talking about okay yes <laughs> and you're just like good night <laughs> is that what you're doing <laughs> it totally it totally ruins yeah but that's what anyway, they yeah the internet has nicknamed the uh that the one there's one alien in the video that you get all these close-up shots of and all this fun stuff and and supposedly that's they've called him skinny bob and so i i think that that was very i don't know what do you think of it did you i mean I'm, i know you watched some of it what did you think of it you know i think that it's always it looks too real i mean it which it does doesn't it it looks like that. So, you know, everyone has an idea what grays look like. Uh -huh. And, um, but if you were to, if, but you, you got to remember that those are all kind of like derivatives. They're all like cover versions of the same song, right? Basically, yeah, slightly. And, and then, right, exactly. Cause it's like, cause you're never seeing the real thing, right? right. You're, you're seeing like this is, and it's always a special effects crew or it's always someone doing a drawing. So it's always through someone else's lens. And even if they're not taking liberties, even if they're being completely honest, it's still a different hand kind of, you know, bringing this thing to life. And then if you were to see it and be like, well, this is actually, this is a, a real photograph of what these things really look like. You would just be like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it looks, it, you know what True. I mean? Like that look, that looks like what, what it would really I mean, it look looks like. as real as real can get. They're not blurry images. They're not, you know, that's the crazy thing about it. It's not, which, you know, it could, it, they could be fake. You know, maybe, maybe you guys know something that I don't. Maybe you guys know that these have since been proven fake. But from what I could find, and I dug on it a little bit, I can't find anywhere where it's been proven to be a hoax. Just that it's wildly, widely believed that it is because it's so good. <laughs> and and that's it really i mean you know i don't know but it just it was it was pretty wild it was fun it's fun because it's not often that i get to see new media that i haven't seen um so it, it was really fun for me now there are a lot of like alleged photographs from uh these aliens at right pad and stuff all over the internet you can find them everywhere um but you know to my knowledge every single one that i've ever looked at has always been kind of like mm, i don't know about that there was like yeah. one that came out and I was I kept trying to find I read a document about uh, some military somewhere in the U.S. having an alien and how it lived for several weeks until it got very sick and it died. And um, it was very long. But gosh, I read it when I was in high school and it was associated with there's this video of supposedly an alien interview and this guy, Victor, comes out and says that, you know, he worked, at, I think he says it happened at Area 51. He worked at Area 51 and he was able to snag this video and he's distributing it 
he's never publicly come out and shown his face um, or his voice or any other indicators of who he is. Um, but the interview itself looks pretty good. It, it, it does look pretty good. So, I mean, it's an alien on screen. It's in like some type of really, really dark interrogation room. Um, you know, you see it kind of moving around a bit and then it starts maybe coughing or wheezing or it's struggling. And then a group of, you know, quote unquote scientists runs in and they start kind of trying to assess it. And then the video ends. It's pretty short. A lot of people think that that's a puppet and it could be, um, especially because yeah. of the dark room and, and the way it works. But that was the first thing I thought of whenever, you know, with this, this kid's story, my friend's story and, uh, you know, mixed with the skinny Bob thing. That was kind of my first thought. Cause he, you know, he kept maintaining that, you know, this thing was very sick and for whatever reason it had to stay here and maybe it had to stay underground because it couldn't come up because it was in a controlled environment. I don't know. Um, I, I had heard that, um, and this is coming from uh, Behold a Pale Horse, which was a book that I read. Uh, it was for all, it was a conspiracy theorist Bible for a very long time um, by William Cooper Smith, who was a naval intelligence in Vietnam and s- supposedly got his hands on a lot of different crazy documents and released them all and this was an era before um the internet it was when a lot of you know, there was basically coast to coast am and there was ham radio which is like you're, we're really going back now this is like the 80s and <laughs> so early 90s fuck with that ham radio though <laughs> i want to I, I if i had disposable income i would uh i just one of my good friends does he really he's really into it yeah it's cool i mean it's definitely cool I actually wish I one of the boyfriends kind of does too he's all about his his little walkie-talkie he carries his little radio that he carries all the time so oh i i i will fully admit i drive around with a cb radio in my car 100 <laughs> percent. yes i i bust it out on road trips and it annoys the shit out of my family but i love it um <laughs> yeah so anyway uh william cooper smith behold the pale horse and he has his take on the whole roswell thing was that um there were a lot uh living beings recovered and uh they didn't know how to feed them right and uh it was something with like photosynthesis or something where like basically that. like trying they needed like sunlight or like plants or, or something and it just they couldn't make it work and these things just eventually died on their they own died, right. and and that was kind of that but they got what they could before they did but what, what was interesting about that book is that that book uh, alleges a lot of different crazy shit and uh i mean most of it's since been disproven and it's it's all over the place but um you know it's always interesting to go back to this stuff that's kind of like pre pre millennia you know what i mean like uh any of these these ufo stories that are from like the 70s and 80s and even 90s you know where it's still <clears throat> interplanetary travel it's still beings that are, are are extraterrestrial that are legitimate alien life forms from another planet that got into a spaceship that used propulsion to travel to this planet or stuff like that um it's always interesting when you hear that because and i and something i know we've talked about before but what we know of science now it's less likely that if we're being visited by other intelligences that's how they actually get here right 
That doesn't mean that these stories aren't true. I mean, these beings could have landed in the 1950s and said, look, if we start talking about string theory in the multiverse, you're not going to know what the fuck we're saying anyway. (laughs) So yeah, we're from, we're from, we're from Venus, right? (laughs) You know, like for simplicity's sake, you know what I mean? My name's Bob and we're from Jupiter. All right. Can you guys wrap your fucking heads around that? Like Bob Uh, named himself Bob. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there, there's always the possibility that that's what's that's what's going on, that it's yeah, being dumbed down to us at the yeah. time. But that, I mean, that it, they are dumbing us down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, if you if I think it's it's very hard in you know 2020 going on 2021 to sit here and tell me that like something flew here from another planet. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't believe that. You'd be like, how oh, the fuck? You know. <laughs> well, I have another another person and um this one's also very exciting i have an informant and i'm stoked about it mm-hmm. um so okay. i'm supposed to i'm supposed to actually have a sit down it, it was difficult because the way that i had to communicate with this person was via regular old um facebook messenger and <laughs> and you don't really want to talk about this stuff too much on facebook messenger and um you know gosh i might be getting them killed just saying that um but <laughs> please don't be getting people killed i'm supposed to you know i don't know i'm supposed to meet the guy um and he's not it's not trust me he's not crazy like the other guy um you know we're supposed to meet up and and like have a real talk about this and um but it's been it's been very interesting he's actually a fan of the show so he'll, he'll listen to this <laughs> but um you know he went ahead and let me open up and ask questions and he would answer to the best of his abilities i can't give away his job i can't give away his name i can't give away any any kind of identifying factors um so you know take it take it with what you will um i'm just going off of you know what what he said um so in the beginning of the conversation we were just kind of talking about um you know we're just kind of bullshitting about it he's asking me what i wanted to know you know i told him that well you know this disclosure has been a big thing this year and you know it's just probably going to continue to happen he says that um he says many many files are being uh, declassified over the next five years so according to him there's more to come great that's wonderful okay so you know i go on i ask him you know i tell him you know we expect them to be experimenting with um you know military stuff weaponry and planes and you know there is secret stuff there you know you'd be stupid to think that that it's not i mean what are we paying them for if they're not actually doing their jobs so (laughs) what are we funding them for but i asked i said you know are we but are we working on space travel there at all um and then you know he ended up giving me the insight into um not necessarily space travel but they do kind of specialize in in retro engineering which is reverse engineering um so he's kind of confirming you know that there's debris that you know we have um he said that let me see here because i didn't put it in order where is it at oh so you know so he mentioned um you know we were talking about the retro engineering or whatever so i asked you know is are there whole is there a whole ufo um and he said there's definitely parts he's definitely seen parts but there's you know he says there could be one that is um together that's not disassembled but usually they take it apart anyway even if they do have it intact and and they study it from there so that was interesting um i asked if the base acknowledged the fact that it was haunted 
and you know there's many claims that it was haunted he said it's definitely not haunted which i find very interesting um but he says it's definitely not haunted he said uh lots of weird shit but usually it's a side effect of machines and tests that they do there yeah it's not ghost it's science but it's just strange science (laughs) um i asked if if the roswell debris and the bodies were transported there um and uh you know whatnot he said roswell was an emergency thing nothing stayed there long most is spread out between research facilities so they they did take the stuff there because they didn't have anywhere else to put it but redistributed it is basically what he's saying um i said i asked if um they've they've experimented with time travel um, he said they're not that stupid. They realize that they're too stupid to try that. Of course, there's scientists who think cracking dimensions is a great idea, so it doesn't apply to all scientists. So there there can be one-offs that do, but as a whole, they don't try to experiment with time travel. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then you know we asked if he if there was any if there was anything religiously groundbreaking. Um, he said he he said that was funny. He said I was pre- I was present for the results of a few things that make people say Jesus fucking Christ, but religious no. And I'm like, okay. Well, I I I would argue that I would argue that if any of this is even slightly that that was I mean so I I religion. you had asked me to give you some of these questions. The the reason that I asked for the religious one because of course. Dude, if there's anything even remotely associated with alien life form, then there's religious significance. To oh it. yeah, it would. Oh yeah, it would Are be. You a, fucking it kidding would, me? So fuck that, with your that, mind if you were religious at all. <laughs> right. So that that answer should be an automatic yes, and the fact that he said no, it's like what? I think that what he kind of took the question as as if we found, which is kind of what I explained, was there anything religiously groundbreaking? I think what he thought is if we have found like proof of God, a proof of religion, is I think is how he took it. So that's how he answered well or or anti-proof by the fact that there's in, beings more advanced and intelligent of us that come from other places yeah true. you know what i mean that aren't one of the 12 tribes of israel you know maybe i'll ask him that in a follow-up question just to make sure it somehow escapes noah's flood by fucking flying away on their ships you know like <laughs> true. uh that's true yeah or uh I don't know. Anyway, that's I can go okay. off on a tangent um, about that. That's all right. So I asked him, um, you know, he's he's definitely confirmed the underground bases. He says, that, oh, yeah, they're absolutely there. Um, you know, I asked if there were bodies, and he said that he's never seen any, but he's heard rumors. Uh, but to his knowledge, there aren't. Um, and then I asked if, you know, I, I, I explained how, you know, people think that Area 51 is just a cover-up for Wright Pat, and that Wright Pat's more, you know, crazy um and his answer was there's nothing that holds my interest in nevada there used to be a lot more in ohio but a lot has been spread out so his implication with everything is just that it's not it's not just one place that that is is important or of interest is that they're all (laughs) important or of interest um but that was pretty much the extent of the conversation uh we will you know meet on another day and 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 i will get more information hopefully um you know he mentioned that it's hard there was a lot of stuff he couldn't answer um or didn't feel comfortable answering at the time which is understandable um but i'm excited i'm excited to have this new uh this new person i've got you know no reason this isn't like i said it's it's not like uh you know ginormous dick guy this is like a real everyday <laughs> older working person you know this is a normal person i think 
I hope. Well, the 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 one thing that I I have to say that uh, sounds the most true to me. Not that I'm saying that there's elements no. of that that sound like bullshit, but you know, because there are. If you do even uh, a cursory internet search, you see uh, stories about the base and the museum being haunted, and. Yeah. Um, the notion that it's it's not haunted at all that these are just byproducts of these experiments that are happening inside the base itself that to me sounds like ridiculously real like almost like common sense real at this point because i mean it's it's if you want to try to find and i know this is something that you talk about with your documentary a lot but you want to try to find like a uni a unified theory of like strangeness right right something that kind of ties together ghosts and aliens and sasquatches and demons and all of this stuff how do we explain all of this shit right because we have a unified i guess or maybe we don't even have a unified unified theory of explanation that um that leans towards them not being real right but like let's okay let's try to come up with a, a paranormal explanation or a conspiracy to end all conspiracies that kind of touches upon all these things and 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 finds room for everything and the easiest thing that you can fold into each other is that ghosts as we perceive them are just not fucking real like that 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 stuff doesn't make sense that it's 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 not necessarily in uh, the traditional sense right it's yeah like, exactly in, in the in the religious sense that it's someone's spirit because if it, that was true there would be literally ghosts on top of ghosts on top of ghosts right everywhere and they'd all be knocking over fucking cups of water and fucking with light bulbs you know and this is not happening right? right so like so you need to kind of parse it down and is it like well is it just that your grandma's a ghost and that's the only one <laughs> like wow. you know it's like one out of every fucking billion dead people become a ghost and it just happens to be your fucking uncle lenny like what are the chances um no it's more likely that there's some kind of uh echo energy echo or something like that or or dimensional thing or right maybe you it's know, not gone and you're supposed to go to a different dimension some don't for whatever reason you know who knows? right or, or you know the whole shadow person thing like i mean that's a whole different fucking hallway that we can <laughs> stumble down <laughs> yeah. but like yeah it's like i i feel like all that stuff is more closely tied in with you know dimensional experiments or energy experiments or, or science that that then you know your dead grandparents or something i don't know well right and it's like you know the ghost thing is is so it's so widely believed you know again this is you know it's it's been on ghost hunters if it's been on ghost hunters it's got to be real and <laughs> i'm sorry yeah it, it's it's it's, it's baby's first paranormal fucking you know experiences ghosts or something or, but it's you know. a, well i mean it's a you know but it's it's a big deal i mean it's you know it's in all the we've got haunted ohio books and and all kinds of you know it's it's on national list even you know it, it's widely believed that that it's haunted there so if this if this person you know was going to approach me to talk about these things and they just simply wanted to lie then you would think they would try to be as shocking as possible and one of those shocking factors would be to admit that there's ghosts there instead he just dis dismisses it entirely and says no that's not what's going on it's science right and so that's you know it's, that's very interesting to me because that'd be an easy thing to be like well yeah there is because i'd have no reason to believe that it's not <laughs> you know <laughs> because everybody else believes that it is <laughs> so so there's there's this guy in chicago called richard crow 
who's super i the guy might be fucking dead by now but back in the day he was like super famous for like doing these ghost tours and he would take you by the side of the russell crowe no he's definitely (laughs) definitely not australian um when you do these ghost tours and stuff and he was speaking at uh the local community college and uh, my friend's mom took us there we were like in eighth grade at the time little did i know that years later i would go there for like 10 years to get an associate's degree but uh we went there and he was telling the story about he had pictures of like orbs and shit and like you know all that stuff that they bust out and um i wasn't being skeptical at all i was just kind of listening and he he told me the story about a, a guy that was in World War II that was a pilot, and he would take pictures of his fellow flyers. And sometimes if they had halos above their head, uh, sometimes when the pictures would come back, they'd have halos above their head, and those were the people that would, like, die the next day. And this guy could see auras and, and stuff, and he knew which one of his pilot friends were going to die before they did. And um, I was I, – I remember I, like, raised my hand, and he was like, yeah. And I'm like, why didn't he tell him? well yeah that's a good point <laughs> and he was like he was like why didn't he tell him he couldn't just tell them and i was like why not <laughs> yeah he could and he was like he's supposed to go up to his bunkmate and say hey you're gonna die don't fly tomorrow you're gonna you're, there's a chance that you're gonna be shot down yeah and i'd be like yeah and he was like <laughs> and like he tried to dismiss me as being like this idiotic kid but i was like looking around at the rest of the room like right like if i it, did i ask the world's stupidest question or the most obvious one <laughs> really it felt to me like i asked the most fucking obvious question in the world like if you could pro- if you had like foreknowledge of somebody's death wouldn't you warn them Somebody like or wouldn't you about even your buddies you know <laughs> or at some point wouldn't you start experimenting and being like well what if i say something then does it skip a person? like you know i don't know I, instead of like not saying anything about it and then writing a book fucking 20 years later like okay <laughs> like that makes fucking sense you know be, i mean it's pretty easy you know after the fact to be like oh i knew that they were gonna die <laughs> right yeah talk about I, monday morning I about ghosts uh you know i, do, I don't I've I've talked about this. I've got different opinions on it, and I'm just I'm undecided. Really, I am. Um, and it's not that I haven't seen things or had weird things happen to me. I mean, I'm haunted, <laughs> so you know it's kind of weird for me to say that. It's not that I question their existence, um, but I, I question the how and the specifics, I guess. And I think that that's smart. <laughs> you know what it means exactly, but I. I have a ghost story. You want to hear okay. a ghost story real quick? All right. Sure. So one of the houses I lived in for a good portion of my life was directly across the street from a cemetery, meaning like there was no like house across the street from me, mm-hmm. across the street from my, like it was my house, the curb, a street that went one way and then, and then like a fence and then like gravestones. Right. Oh, okay. So, um, people used to always be like oh my god you live across the street from a cemetery i'm like yeah the black party suck like it, it did it never phased me like we moved in there when i was like in eighth grade so i was old enough to know like you know not really be freaked out um but also when i got a little bit older and i knew how like the world worked it also stood to reason that at some point i where i lived had probably been part of the cemetery and they had moved shit around for zoning to squeeze one more city block in you know what i mean like so i didn't necessarily live in the cemetery but i always knew that like there's a very good chance that like you know remains were disturbed to build this house um and when i was in uh when i was out of high school 
I dated a girl that, of course, thought she was fucking psychic and had fucking supernatural abilities and uh, would come over and like she was so fascinated by my house in my basement and, you know, be like, I, you know, I, I feel a presence down there. I'm like, that's me trying to fuck you. Like, you know, and she was like, you know, I'm, I'm very sensitive to these things. And I just get this feeling when I'm over at the house that there's a presence. I'm like, that's my testosterone reaching out to you. You're smelling my pheromone in the air like give give into the fucking d and uh you know i never saw anything and i never felt anything and i never thought anything was was up until um at one point i moved out and i bounced around for like two three years and lived in different places and then i moved back when i moved back my mom had already uh, my mom used to sell mary Kay as like a side hustle and she had converted my bedroom into like this mary Kay fucking stronghold of like makeup and shit right so like when i moved back in she's like well you can't have your bedroom back but you can sleep in the basement if you want okay fine so now i'm actually sleeping in the basement every night and I woke up more than once convinced that there was fucking shit in the room with me. Like, like, uh, you know, and granted you're waking up and I was sure. probably been drinking or fucking smoking, you know, banana peels all day long and then passed out and then woke up. But, um, there was one night in particular, I remember cause I, I got hopped in live journal and wrote a post about it, but, uh, where like, I woke up and it was like, there was this floating mass above me that was just like a cloud of smoke and um like faces kept trying to come out of it and like would go back in and yeah and it really and i was like holy shit and then i of course like passed out and then you wake up three hours later everything's fine and you're like oh that was weird but uh yeah that was really it and and i that place should have been ground zero for any kind of fucking supernatural bullshit and um really that there wasn't too much stuff that ever happened in that house um but i guess there was that but they, you know i could have been fucking dreaming or something i know i wasn't dreaming but um it definitely could have been drug induced or i was just <laughs> half awake and had shit in my eyes and well, you know that well you know now that like i've 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 really dived into this world of things it's I'm, i like think back to all these like weird times that i had doing drugs and i'm like is that just because I was high or <laughs> something oh my else? God. <laughs> we'll get into it one day. I have a weird story from, from my childhood about ghosts. So we, uh, I'll tell you about it. So we, uh, me and my dad, we went and <clears throat> we ended up moving into this like really old, like creepy house or whatever. And um, it, it was haunted by four ghosts and uh, my dad he at the time he was very upset because he had <laughs> he had lost his partner to uh you know early death and he was very upset so he started working as a ghost psychiatrist and um what <laughs> are you catching on yet how do you get paid for that who pays you uh well the people that own the houses so we moved in this house because this lady wanted us to try to get rid of the ghosts that were in the house so we moved in and uh so anyway we go there or whatever and i ended up making really good friends with with the one ghost and we found this like portion of this house or whatever and it was pretty crazy i guess this um like this ghost his dad that lived there before he was like this this inventor and he was like working on this crazy machine are you catching on yet at all (laughs) that you're fucking with me (laughs) 
I was I was like you I was like oh my it? I was like oh my no I, I was th- that. <laughs> no 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 I was I was listening to this and I'm I was thinking to myself you're gonna have to stop doing the show at some point <laughs> because because people are gonna start to realize she's fucking off a rocker no thank you I, I am so relieved right now that that's the co- that that's that's the um, I thought it's for sure as soon as I said ghost psychiatrist you're gonna be like are you talking is this Casper I, I thought you'd know but apparently that doesn't I mean I think hey this goes back to something I said like we've never been in each other's kitchen like I'm I'm relatively sure that you're on the level but at the same time <laughs> like I don't know how fucking nuts you are you don't know how fucking nuts I am either we both know each other's kind of nuts you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> the exact level of nuts like no neither neither one <laughs> i mean the only thing i'm certain of is that you have nuts so i mean that's about it really <laughs> <laughs> i used to about, until I about used three to. years ago <laughs> <laughs> that's rude no i was just i was it was it was um and i had a hard i wasn't gonna tell it first i was having a hard time keeping it together i'm i'm so terrible at acting i tell everybody no that that was pretty good oh good (laughs) well you know what no because you know what that i here's the thing is that you i didn't know if you were acting or if you were if if you because my life's so fucking weird it wouldn't be surprising (laughs) right i didn't have a ghost a ghost psychiatrist dad (laughs) i mean (laughs) That's what I was. No, that's when my bullshit detector started to go off. Hey, you're the same one that showed up with the fucking Sasquatch DNA guy two weeks ago. All right. So fucking you vouched for that guy. You know, I only I can only imagine who we're talking to next week. Like, this is like that. Uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll roll with the punch. It's all good. You know. But like, I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be good too. I think it's gonna be completely different. I don't want to try to. I don't want to. I don't want to make our audience think that it's gonna be a repeat of that. No, it's it not. No, and absolutely yeah. not. You, you guys will like it. You'll have a lot of fun with it. Um, but anyway, back to back to back to right, Pat. Um, there are a lot of different, um, just so many people that have come out of the woodwork and have disclosed different things. And there's just there's a lot. There's so much. Obviously, we can't. You know, like most of the time, we can't cover it in one episode. Um, it took me a week to just research all of this. So, <laughs> um, you guys will definitely have to check out different details. Um, I highly suggest checking out, um, what is his first name? I highly suggest checking out, um, Leonard Stringfield. He specifically specializes in, um, UFO crashes. He's, he's studied, he studied them. Um, he maintains that pretty much every single UFO crash that there's ever been goes to right pat. And he's he's done deep dives into it. I think he's pretty sure he's dead now. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, but <laughs> he's very knowledgeable. Uh, he's got a lot of writings on it. Um, I think there's there's a documentary on YouTube you can watch about him and his research. Um, but he's you know definitely got a lot of of information out there. So if you want to do some further reading, like I said, Leonard Stringfield, he's he's a good one to go to. Um, and then just Google. I mean, I really Google tells you a lot. Um, it doesn't tell you everything, but um, you know, it gives you a good in because there's so much. You got ghost stories and secret military experiments and aliens and UFOs, and you know, it, it'll at least give you a good head start into diving into you know the world of military bases. Um, but I definitely find it more fascinating. I think that there's more evidence that there's high strangeness going on at Wright Pat Air Force Base than there is 
at Area 51. Personally. Sure. Personally. Well, maybe that's just because uh, we have more access to it, too. But sure. definitely uh, there's more there's more like on the record stuff about right pat than there is area 51 well right again project blue book you know it's it's the most it's the biggest piece of evidence that that we have as you know regular people so i mean you know just going just going off of that alone um you know i think it speaks volumes you know personally if you don't think that they're still that they're just not doing that stuff anymore i mean then you know i I got a bridge to sell you you know (laughs) i got some i got some land because obviously why would they stop because yeah they didn't they didn't draw any concrete conclusions right exactly Exactly. even if you believe this new narrative that's kind of being put out there that we really don't know what's going on and that that's why we've been so secretive about it because we don't want the public to lose uh faith in our military by admitting that we're we don't know what's going on with this shit that seems to be the the narrative lately right and even if that was the case then that would uh it's all the more reason for them to continue researching continue. this stuff. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's pretty much my final thoughts on it. You got anything else to add in there, Pat? I got nothing. Oh, yeah. Check out Got It By Voices and Megadeth Hangar 18. <laughs> and the movie and, and from 1981, Hangar 18. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't vouch for it. Myself. I haven't either. But. So we'll see. <laughs> see how that goes. All right, guys. Well, we will be back next Wednesday.